Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. The world's biggest four-day workweek pilot just launched in the UK. And it doesn't even involve you putting in longer days on the four days you're working. Remember, we talked about this was always throwing around where if you worked an extra hour a day, you know, that would add up to your being able to have the fourth day off. Right. That's been thrown around by uh, by companies or yeah. people trying to figure this all out. There's quite a few who do it here. You work an extra couple hours over the winter and you get it during the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, this experiment in the U.K., will last six months, and it involves uh, 3,300 workers spanning 70 companies, ranging from banks to restaurants. During the program, workers receive their full pay for working only 80% of their usual week in exchange for promising to maintain 100% of their productivity. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> how many of us put on the drama that we're work- way overworked yes. when really... Or we, working 110%. Oh, we can't give enough. This company would fold if it wasn't for me. Um, the idea behind all of this is to improve workers' mental health and well-being. The program is being run by a non-profit association with multiple groups of researchers. So while it probably won't lead to any immediate change anywhere else, if it goes smoothly, the studies that are produced from, uh, could inspire individual companies to give it a try. It, it, I, when this type of push is on, it seems like it, that's the way it's heading, inevitably. Yeah. I, I'd be interested uh, to find out because, you know, in this day and age now with our connectivity, mm. and especially coming out of the pandemic where so many people have worked from home mm-hmm. and worked kind of like hybrid hours mm-hmm. uh, from being at home, whether or not, like, people would be more susceptible or interested in, in a four-day work week if it also meant... You were available to connect at any time during those four days, mm. right? So, so the traditional hour, you're you're not a nine to fiver mm-hmm. anymore. Um, you know, nine to five for five to Monday to Friday. Instead, you're a nine till when we need you mm. from Monday to Thursday. But you know, Friday through Sunday is yours. Yeah, maybe <sighs> that. Well. But you know the big there there is a uh, there's been some conversation I've heard some interviews you know we went on and on during the pandemic about how for children's mental health they had to get back to school and as much as many people just especially if you've got a garden here's the thing if you live in a little condo getting back to the office might be a nice idea right. if you happen to have a garden and a nice porch to sit on <laughs> going back to the office just <laughs> doesn't seem right anymore no. you know uh but there is a real conversation about about the mental health of just staying home. Mm. It's not good for you to be a shut-in. Right. You can't just hide from the world. You have to eventually come out of your rabbit hole. I know so many of us went way deep into that rabbit hole and were really scared over this pandemic. And early on, it was just panic stations. But that that wave is gone, and you have to get back to the land of the living. You know. And so there, I I, I think you're I I believe you're going to see a big push. I don't think there's going to be a time when it becomes just this, you can work from home or not, right. whatever you well, want. No, and I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying that, you know, in this day and age, you know, companies and we've had to put rules into place mm-hmm. of when you can be contacted and, and how much you can be contacted outside of work hours or when you're expected to read emails mm-hmm. uh, or, or respond to calls or texts with work, mm-hmm. whether or not they can even send you one. After hours, right? Yeah. So some companies may want to toe that line of, okay, well, 
listen, we might need you to do something after five o'clock mm-hmm. um, on a on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. but you know. In order, there's a trade-off for that. Yeah. Know, right? I mean, every job is different. Every every situation is unique. You know, for what we do, uh, for the most part, it's it's this show. But when life was normal, and it's getting back to that, but, you know, we'd be told in advance, we need you to go to this event or that event. And, you, you know, you would do these things. And for the most part, it wasn't extra pay. It was just part of the gig. One of the, one of the things I think people have done to themselves is they've taken their own personal phones and they've put their work email on it. And mm-hmm. I have a laptop at home. I have my personal phone. I do not have any of my emails on my phone. If I want to check my email, I got to get up and go to my laptop. And I do it throughout the morning here. And I do it once in the afternoon. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, again, my job different from, from others. And I get it. But you sometimes have to set up your own boundaries because people will take advantage. Right. And if you allow that to happen, then you've allowed that to happen. If you're willing to hop up and return an email at 930 at night, that's on you. I mean, mm-hmm. if it's not in your work contract that you have to be on standby 24 hours a day, then you can just say, I was in bed. Right. Sorry. Yeah. I, I was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I was hammered. I couldn't even see the keyboard. Certainly during the pandemic, uh, people's patience at drive throughs were tested. As you weren't able to go into the restaurant, so everybody had to pile through the drive through And we just, as a society, aren't very patient anymore. So restaurant owners uh, and companies that have restaurants with drive throughs have for some time been trying to figure out how uh, the future of the drive-through is going to look. And I think this is obviously something for new restaurants being built down the road because for um, for current restaurants and many of them, they don't even have the room for the one drive-through they've got. Right. You, know, you see traffic piling out onto the street at some of them. So this is something that will have to be considered down the road. But there's... Um, and there hasn't been a whole lot of advancement in the drive-through design. I mean, you get the digital screens that show you your order, and you got the two lanes going down to one. That yeah. seems to be what they've uh, done uh, in, in recent times. But the new drive-through concept that's being tested is four lanes. Each has a, spe- a special designation. Two are only for customers who pre-order through that restaurant's app. Okay. One is dedicated to delivery service. And one is traditional orders. The idea is to reduce service time for drive through orders to be under two minutes. And they're thinking this could do that. Now, what you're probably going to have to do is literally have the restaurant, like, up on stilts and have the drive through going through <laughs> underneath it. Just drop it through the sunroof. Yeah, maybe, because, I mean, there's just not enough land, right? I mean, yeah. take, to try to have four lanes going into a restaurant, that's a lot of land. So, well, uh, there are a lot of things that we kind of learned through the pandemic. The app system... And app ordering is certainly one of them. Yeah. And the, the idea that not only, you know, we had drive throughs for years now, we have, uh, you know, curbside pickup mm-hmm. available, which on some things really should have been happening all along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's some things we learned that was, okay, that was actually terribly convenient and I enjoyed it. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the app order. You know, it's, uh, through through a restaurant is one thing where you you order it and you go to pick it up and then you're just shuffled into the same line mm-hmm. as everybody else. And I don't know if it really saves you any time, other than it might save some other people that you're not shuffling through coupons and such, mm-hmm. um, if that were or loyalty programs because it's already pre done on your app. 
I, I I still believe, honestly, you want to move things along. You can still have two lanes, but one lane is for one. Like, you got to have, it's like the express lane in the grocery store. If you're one person in one order, this is your lane. If you're driving through for a family of six, you go in this other lane. Right. Because it's always driven me crazy to have a car in front of me getting food for everybody in the family because you can't get your fat arse out of it to go inside and get it. <laughs> and I'm waiting for a, a cold Coke. Right. That's all I want. Yeah. Obviously, the coffee for one or drink for one uh, is going to be a lot faster yeah. uh, than, than you know, those, even if you've pre-ordered it through the app and it's already been made, mm-hmm. it, you know, it'll be, it'll be faster than getting four or five bags through the window. Even I feel bad for employees with the curbside pickup because although it's convenient for you, they should be getting danger pay because you see them, they're like Frogger out there in that parking lot right. trying to get between cars. <laughs> and again, because we have no patience, God forbid. We have to sit for one second while a 17-year-old girl carries somebody's food to their car. Right. You know, they should we'll be wearing helmets out there, <laughs> hockey gear. <laughs> Anyhow, this is a, a concept that I guess they're working on to, uh, to move us along, get us in and out quicker, get our fast food down into our gullet and right to emergency as quickly as we can. You know, there are high-functioning alcoholics who appear to be fine. I know a couple. <laughs> and... And there are low-functioning alcoholics who appear to be a total mess. And then there's this guy. A fella was going to court last Thursday for arraignment on a DUI charge. Okay. The hearing was for a DUI case last month when he crashed into a fence while allegedly driving drunk. All at the same time, he was already on probation for two other DUI cases from earlier in the year. You might have a problem. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's probably not shocking that when he drove to court at 11 a.m. last Thursday, <laughs> he was drunk. <laughs> oh, no. As soon as he entered the courtroom, officers said they could smell alcohol. He had extremely red bloodshot eyes. He admit, he did admit he had driven himself to court with a rental vehicle. His blood alcohol level was more than twice the legal limit. Oh, my goodness. He went to jail. Wow. That, that's that's your barometer right, right. there. <laughs> Is this going to affect my case? Every well, see, and for me, I'll read stories like that. A fellow who enjoys a drink, right? And I'll go, all right, I'm not there yet. <laughs> Should I slow it up a bit? <laughs> Probably. But am I going to court drunk at 11 a.m. on a right. Thursday? <laughs> not yet. A fifth generation fisherman caught a hundred year old lobster. And then explained why his dad, grandfather, great-grandfather, and great-great-grandfather may have caught the same lobster. (laughs) Because he says they've all been uh, um, fishing this uh, same waters for decades. And uh, so it's a possibility. Now, you have to throw certain ones back. And there's two basic reasons why. If it's a baby lobster, it might be allowed, it must be allowed to grow to maturity. And if it's an oversized older one... They're protected for life so they oh. can continue to mate. Okay. There's a video showing the guy feeding a, uh, a fish to the 100-year-old lobster before throwing it back so it can make more babies. 100-year-old lobster still getting some <laughs> getting some lobster tail. <laughs> Throw a little butter on that lobster. Yeah, you, yeah baby. Good on a lobster. If I come back... I know what I want to come back as. 
So if you have been uh, like me and others who have thought, well, what do I do with my days now? I can't sit and watch uh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp in court. Well, you might be able to sit and watch Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie get into the courtroom um, because Brad is suing Angelina for allegedly selling her half of the wine business they have together. Ooh. Now, um, Brad says Angelina intentionally sought to inflict harm on him by selling her interest in the company, even though they had agreed to never sell without the other's consent. His lawsuit claims she did the deal in secret, and now the guy she sold to is launching a hostile takeover. Wow. Brad says he uh, grew the company into a multi-million dollar global business while she did nothing. He seeks the jury trial to have the sale nullified. Uh, it's called Chateau Miraval, by oh, yes. the way. Well, well, well. Uh, Available the LCBO. Is it near the big box wines I enjoy so Probably much? Probably not. No. But 25 bucks a bottle. It's a rosé. I don't like a rosé. Right. I like a red, and I have to steer away from the white because it gets me crazy. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. Anyhow. Well, it's in stock. You want to try the, uh, the Brad Pitt Angelina Jolie? Divorce wine. Well, if it's all going to Brad, then I'll put the money into his pocket right. for sure. I don't want her. She She's another one that rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> they all do. Uh, Dave Chappelle is doing something very nice. He's making a donation, a pretty hefty one, to the families of the victims of the May 14th mass shooting in Buffalo. He's giving all proceeds from his stand-up show in Buffalo last Sunday. Now, no word on the exact amount, but the show did sell out, and it's a 3,000-seat venue, so. Do the math there. That's nice of him. A couple of, couple of few grand there, for sure. Steve Martin used to have a great bit where he says, uh, in the middle of his act, he says something to the effect of, as a part of a stand-up law, uh, you have to, a, a, a comedian must uh, declare his uh, income. And so he says, uh, he goes on and on, he rhymes off, you know, if you fill a 2,500-seat arena at $12 a ticket, the price is, blah, 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 blah. And, and finally, if you sell at a 20,000-seat arena at $700 a ticket, the price is, <laughs> one show, <laughs> goodbye. He was so funny in his day. He's still a funny man, but his stand-up, when he came on the scene in the 70s, I think he was like the first guy selling out, like arenas, like right. hockey arenas. No, no comedian had ever done anything like that before. Now you got guys like Bill Barr who are playing Fenley Field or, or Fenway, a uh, Fenway, in uh, Boston, of course, his hometown. Right. Well, that, he could do he could do ten straight nights there, probably. If he wanted to, or more. Um, you might be in trouble with your Top Gun Maverick. Could be pulled from theaters over a copyright claim. Uh oh. Now, probably not. It's making so much money. The, the, whoever the producers of this movie, Tom Cruise himself, will make this go away. But the original Top Gun was based on a 1983 magazine story called Top Guns. And the author's heirs are taking advantage of a provision in copyright law that allows authors to reclaim the rights to their works after 35 years. They say Paramount didn't renew the rights to the original article before making the sequel. Cases like this might become more common as studios continue to revive old franchises. Right. So they didn't pay up. To keep the rights. <laughs> I saw John Cryer uh, for Two and a Half Men. Yep. He uh, tweeted out that, you know, with the success of Top Gun Maverick, mm -hmm. perhaps he should call Charlie Sheen and they can uh, re envision Hot Shots Part Trey. That was a great one. <laughs> part two, yeah. <laughs> that was a good film. <laughs> were they in that together? They was, were. I didn't, I didn't realize know. that. No. And then they, of course, went on to Two and a Half Men. 
wonder if that show will get a revival at some point. There's two shows that are in the talks, uh, look like they're heading to revivals. Uh, from uh, the, the uh, 2000s, from actually 2001 to 2010, Scrubs. If you were a fan of Scrubs, which it was a terrifically funny show. Right. Uh, Zach Braff uh, was a part of a panel uh, recently, and they were asked if the show could uh, come back. And uh, Bill Lawrence, I believe, was the producer's name. or uh, He was a part of this panel as well. And he said, yeah, you know, we're all on board. Everybody seems to be interested. We all care to see it come back. And part of the problem with Scrubs was they ended great, I think, like season eight. And then they came back for season nine. But, like, Zach Braff was the only one in season nine. And it became this whole new show where it was another group of student doctors. And it really wasn't as good. They should have just ended it at, at eight. Anyhow, and the other show that's in talks to come back, which ran through the 90s from 92 to 97, is Martin. Oh, Martin Lawrence? Yeah. There's, wow. There's real talk about that. I guess there's a reunion <laughs> special streaming on BET uh, June 16th. And in the teaser, the cast is asked if there could be a reboot. The teaser just leaves you hanging. So you'll have to uh, watch the special, I guess. Right. Well, I guess Martin Lawrence isn't sticking around waiting for Will Smith to make no. a comeback. Martin Lawrence now looks in the mirror and goes, oh, my gosh, it's great to be Martin Lawrence. <laughs> Will Smith is the bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And if you were a fan of Nev Campbell, and who wasn't in the mm. 90s, um, she's dropping out of next year's Scream 6 over a pay dispute. I don't think I saw Scream 1. Right. Uh, she plays the original victim, and she's been in every installment so far. Is she really? Yeah. There's, there's been five of them? I guess wow. so, yeah. She says, um, you know, as a woman, I've worked very hard to establish my career. And uh, when it comes to Scream, I feel like what I've offered and what they've presented to me is not equal. And uh, she says to all my Scream fans, I love you. Uh, Nev didn't disclose how much she was being offered. Shooting for the next movie is supposed to start this summer, so it's possible an agreement can be reached and she'll return to that role. What has she done outside of Scream? Was that, was that Wild Things? Right, well, yeah, of course there was that. Watched yes. that a few times. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But outside of that, I don't know. Maybe some sitcom work, television work, probably. Oh, she did the, uh, the Lincoln Lawyer, which is on uh, Netflix. Yeah, but that would have been, when was that? That yeah. was 2000. Yeah, she no, hasn't done it. That was more recently. Oh, bit. was it? Yeah. Is that with Matthew McConaughey? Uh, is that the Lincoln Lawyer? Yeah, I think I so. Think so. Hmm. Well, we'll see. If you're a Scream fan, she may or may not be back. She wants to get paid. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.